Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of carpal tunnel syndrome found under the MSK section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 45-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician's office due to pain in her hand. The patient reports that the pain is worse at night and when her hand is outstretched. Her symptoms are also accompanied by paresthesias in the affected hand. She denies any recent injury to or pain in the hand or neck. She works as a secretary at a medical clinic. On physical exam, she has a positive Phelan and Tunnel test. Let's continue with an introduction to carpal tunnel syndrome. Clinically, it is defined as a compressive median nerve neuropathy. In terms of the epidemiology, this demonstrates a bimodal distribution of age, with patients between 50 and 60 years of age and 70 to 80 years of age. Risk factors include female gender, obesity, pregnancy, hypothyroidism, rheumatoid arthritis, dialysis-related amyloidosis, and repetitive use of the hand or wrist. In terms of the etiology, it is due to increased pressure within the carpal tunnel. In terms of the anatomy, remember that the borders of the carpal tunnel include the roof, which is the transverse carpal ligament, the floor, which is made up of the proximal carpal row, laterally is the scaphoid and trapezium, and the medial border is the hook of the hammy and the pisiform. In terms of the normal anatomy, remember that the carpal tunnel contains the digital flexor tendons, the flexor pollicis longus tendon, and the median nerve. In terms of the pathoanatomy, there is synovial non-inflammatory fibrosis and thickening that leads to median nerve compression most commonly. There may also be compression which leads to microvascular insufficiency causing ischemic damage to the nerve. In terms of the prognosis, remember that in mild to moderate cases, there is spontaneous resolution or response to conservative therapy. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include pain or paresthesias in the median nerve distribution. Remember that the median nerve distribution includes the first three digits and the radial half of the fourth digit, and symptoms are typically worse at night. Patients may also present with weakness or hand clumsiness. On exam, one may perform provoking tests, such as the Phelan test. This is where the patient flexes the palm at the wrist. Pain and or paresthesias in the median nerve distribution is a positive test. One can also perform the Tunnel test. This is percussion over the course of the median nerve. Pain or paresthesias in the median nerve distribution is a positive test. And when making the diagnosis, remember that the diagnosis can be clinically made. However, it can be confirmed by nerve conduction studies. Nerve conduction studies are indicated when contemplating surgical decompression. One may perform an electromyogram. This is typically used to exclude other etiologies such as polyneuropathy, plexopathy, and radiculopathy. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about cervical radiculopathy compressing C5 and C6. Distinguishing factors include patients that have neck pain, worsening symptoms with head movement, and pain radiation to the shoulders and arm. Patients may also have a reduced biceps, brachioradialis, and triceps reflex. In terms of treatment, conservative options include splinting. This is indicated to improve mild carpal tunnel syndrome symptoms. Medical options include corticosteroids, both oral or injected. This is indicated to improve mild carpal tunnel syndrome symptoms. Operative options include surgical decompression. This is indicated for severe median nerve injury. 
This may be reflected by nerve conduction studies, which may demonstrate severe axonal degeneration or needle electromyography. And lastly, complications related to carpal tunnel syndrome are very rare. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to carpal tunnel syndrome, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 34-year-old G2P1 female at 37 weeks of gestation presents to the clinic for complaints of right-hand numbness and pain for the past month. She reports that the pain is usually worse at night and that she would sometimes wake up in the middle of the night from a pins and needle sensation. She denies fever, weakness, or weight changes, but endorses paresthesia and pain. The patient also reports a fall on her right hand two weeks ago. Physical exam demonstrates mild sensory deficits at the first three digits of the right hand, but no tenderness with palpation. Strength is intact throughout. Which of the following findings would further support the diagnosis of this patient's condition? And the answer choices are, choice one, hairline fracture of the scaphoid bone on magnetic resonance imaging. Choice two, loss of sensation at the thenar eminence. Choice three, small cross-sectional area of the median nerve on ultrasonography. Choice four, tingling when the right wrist is percussed. Or choice five, tingling when the wrists are extended 90 degrees. The best answer to this question is, choice four, tingling when the right wrist is percussed. This patient has carpal tunnel syndrome, secondary to edema from pregnancy, which may present with pain and paresthesias within the median nerve distribution with sensory deficits. A positive Tennell sign, which is the reproduction of paresthesias when the wrist is percussed, further supports the diagnosis of CTS. CTS is due to entrapment of the median nerve at the carpal tunnel, which subsequently leads to pain and paresthesias in the median nerve distribution. The etiology of the condition is often multifactorial, but can be associated with pregnancy, rheumatoid arthritis, hypothyroidism, diabetes, acromegaly, dialysis-related amyloidosis, and repetitive mechanical use. Diagnosis is often based on clinical presentation and supported by provocative maneuvers, which include the Tennell test, which presents with tingling with wrist percussion, the Phelan maneuver, which presents with tingling with 90 degrees of wrist flexion, and the hand elevation test, which causes reproduction of symptoms with the hands above the head. Confirmation of CTS is done via electrodiagnostic testing, primarily nerve conduction studies. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice one, hairline fracture of the scaphoid bone on MRI describes a scaphoid fracture, which can result from a fall on an outstretched hand. Although this might produce pain, it rarely produces paresthesias within the median nerve distribution. Choice two, loss of sensation at the thenar eminence is a rare finding of CTS. The nerve that provides sensory innervation of the thenar eminence does not run through the carpal tunnel. However, in severe cases of CTS, atrophy of the thenar eminence may be present. Choice three, small cross-sectional area of the median nerve on ultrasonography is not seen in CTS. Some ultrasound studies of patients with CTS show enlarged cross-sectional area of the median nerve. Choice five, tingling when the wrists are extended 90 degrees is not a provocative maneuver of CTS. The Phelan maneuver is when the wrists are flexed 90 degrees. Finally, a bullet summary. 
carpal tunnel syndrome can be evaluated via provocative maneuvers such as the Tunnel test, which presents with tingling with wrist percussion, and the Phelan maneuver, which causes tingling with 90 degrees of wrist flexion. That's all for this review about carpal tunnel syndrome. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.